probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jeff the Hood! And joining me as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He certainly looks like much... And he's definitely got it where it counts. If he was a ship, he'd be a Bly T-1300 Corellian freighter. <laughs> wow. Okay. We've done it. Literally, I was coming into my room where I record the podcast. I was closing the windows, ready ready to record. And I was thinking, what's my boy going to do this week? Because I'm like, there's, there's, surely that's it. There's no more Bly puns. And he does it every week people what a saucy saucy genius how on earth are you mr hudson very good mate i as i said i'm aiming to get to episode 100 and from then then they may have to be retired but 29 to go yeah good mate had a good weekend watched the saints beat man city last night oh, was uh, very pleased boy. about that <laughs> and you um filthy boy. Just, i know mate i'm so pleased about that and um enjoying the weather enjoying a cool dr pepper today oh. and um yeah, loving life, mate. How about yourself? Have you, hang on. Have you opened the Dr. Pep? It's in a bottle, but oh, that was a really disappointing fizz. But uh, yeah, well, I have opened it. <laughs> oh, was that a fizz just then? Mm. Oh. Hold on. That's better. That's the fizz. <laughs> you naughty boy. You naughty boy. No, man, listen, I had uh, some family come down from the Midlands uh, for the first time in ages, nice. which was an absolute dream, to be honest, mate. Um, and yeah, that's it, really. Just enjoying the weather, eating good food, watching good stuff, playing good games. You know, it doesn't get much better than that right now. Um, but I tell you what does get better and better and better and better is the support that we get on patreon and talking of patreon we do have a new patron and thank you the king of austria it's burnt schoenbichler i think that's how it's pronounced you handed it like a pro mate burnt we we have we have like researched your name we were fascinated (laughs) by it we were fascinated by it and we were like look how 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 on earth do we say this how do we do it without butchering it that's it but Burnt, welcome to the Mandem. Welcome to the Session Squad. And yes, thank you welcome. for joining at the This Is Where The Fun Begins tier. Yes, mate. We can't wait for you to uh, dive into the extra content that we put out there for you. We can't wait to get your Patreon question every month. We can't wait to basically talk with you, engage with you, and get you on board the Essex Falcon, mate. You're now part of the squad, as Lukey Boy says. So, Bernard, thank you so, so much for uh joining at that level mate best podcast and and talking of best podcast you guys have been voting hard for us in the british podcast awards um as a lot of you guys know already, we've mentioned it on the show for the last few weeks. Uh the polls are closed on that now, but we had a load of you turn up and vote for us. So thank you so, so, so much. By the time this show is out, we still won't know, 
you know, where we are on the people's choice bit. We're hoping we've done really well. And we're hoping you guys have really come through for us. And we we know you have. I shouldn't have said hope. Like, we know you guys have come through for us. So thank you so, so, so much. You know, we've had messages, Matty Boy, from people who now, I didn't even know listen to the podcast, right? And they they'll like come through, be like, "Oh yeah, voted for you." And it's like I've never even heard from this person, but thank you so much, like honestly. And we don't expect everyone to always interact, you know. Like, life's busy, you know. That's how it is. But how awesome has that been, man? Mate, well, remember, rebellions are built on hope. Don't forget mm. that, mate. Mm. Um, honestly, yeah, like uh, Blalo Render said, I echo that. Thank you, everyone, for giving your time, giving a minute or two out of your busy schedules to to vote for us. It means an awful lot. And when we'd have, like I said, we'd have people saying, "Oh, I've already voted for you guys." Blimey, okay, wow. And like you say, we I don't know. expect people to tell us this. It's just great to know. And I was like, wow, we didn't even have to. We didn't even have to check or even ask or even like prompt or nudge. Like people are just out there voting, and honestly, we really mean the world to us. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see in a few days' time. Um, where, where we are in the pecking order, but do you know what I mean? That is almost secondary because we just appreciate how much uh, support you guys have given us. And honestly, we, we do our best to give you something to enjoy each week, but we appreciate every one of you taking time out of your day, guys. So thank you so, so much for that. That's it. And like what Luke Summerfield uh, messaged us on the uh, Instagram, he said, you know, you guys have already won, you know, and uh, we really do feel like that just from the engagement an amazing community that's come forward to to support this show. So really, and honestly, thank you so much. <laughs> Couldn't have planned that better, eh? Though, um, speaking of planning, <laughs> should we uh, get into a bit of a news round? I can hear Big Ben Kenobi's chimes. Oh, mate, Big Ben. Let's see ya. A new series of original books and comics focusing on The Mandalorian have been announced. Brie Larson has revealed she auditions to be in Star Wars, but wouldn't reveal for which movie. The 4K theatrical release of The Empire Strikes Back has been cancelled though the standard version is still scheduled to run in cinemas depending on theatre opening dates. And the full voice cast for the Dr. Aphra audio drama has been officially revealed. Hi, this is Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. This week, we thought we'd uh, shake things up a little bit and go a bit topical. Uh, there's a lot of being hoopla been going around on the internet. Who would have thought Star Wars fandom in, in uproar? But it does happen sometimes. And uh, we thought this week we'd touch upon it in, um, like I say, a sideways step for the sessions. But yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun doing this. And the question we're asking is, will Star Wars have a different timeline? There's there's multiple rumours going around saying that Lucasfilm and Disney is contemplating the possibility of decanonizing the sequel trilogy, which is likely to coincide with the end of Kathleen Kennedy's leadership. So, again, there'll be people out there now listening, thinking, what are these guys doing? But, you know, it's meaty, it's beefy, and it opens up the floor for a lot of discussion. So, Luke... Uh, What's he thinking about this? Mate, 
There's been a lot of stuff going around the internet chit-chatting about timeline stuff in Star Wars, okay? There's been an abundance of YouTube videos, and I think it all uh, was sourced from this one YouTube channel, right? Which I can't even mention the name of. The name is hilarious, but um, it is not family-friendly, guys. It is not quite family-friendly. It's jokes, though. And um, one thing I will say, right, is I think from the get-go, I'm going to tell you my opinion. Go on. I don't think this is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, straight up. And I feel like let's just set let's set the bar, right? I think this is a load of tosh, right? There's these people that say in these YouTube videos, yeah, that, oh, yeah, you know Kathleen Kennedy? Yeah, right, so what she did... Yeah, she told her assistant to email just the females of the company. Yeah, just her inner circle of females. And they said, by the way, yeah, we're going to make our new, we're going to make a different company and it's only going to be female centric. At, at that point, guys, at that point, I checked out, right? <laughs> because these people, man, they make great content. Yeah, it might not be accurate content, but it's like, <laughs> you know, it's it's well made it's well produced it's pretty funny you know and it's it's going to serve a purpose for a you know a special kind of audience right um but guys man that's just not how corporations work <laughs> do you know what i mean like we're through the looking glass i'm people. listening to this i'm literally i'm listening to this and i'm like man these guys these guys must not work like in an office <laughs> or, or for a big company Right, they they must just do YouTube because, like, that is so detached from reality uh, of how things work. It just doesn't work like that. People don't send emails just to women, right? That's just, it's just, that would not go down well in a company that is owned by Disney and that is a publicly traded company, right? This stuff just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Crazier stuff happens, right? Mm -hmm. And if, and if Kathy's going to do something like that, it isn't going to be from a flipping email. It's going to be in a, in a different way, right? So I'm just setting the standard there. However, Matty Boy and I, we, you know, we like to give our opinions on stuff. And I'd like to think, Matty Boy, you and I are pretty fair with most stuff. I think so. We're only ever honest, but, you know, we, we respect the boundaries as well. It, like... There, there may be people out there who believe this, who want this to happen. Same with things like the films. We, we've said that what we, our piece on the rise of Skywalker, but fully aware that that's somebody's favourite film, probably, or favourite the sequel trilogy. So we'll always well, it's Katie's Katie. one, wasn't it? Katie's that's like we'll favourite. Yeah, we'll always Star bring Wars our honesty, trust. but at the same time, I think you have to keep it real at times as well and be balanced, but be fair. And I like to think that's that's what we are. And like you just said, the idea of Disney one of the biggest corporations in the world, you know, just sending like secret squirrel emails around is a bit, it's just like, no, I'm not having that. I mean, did you hear the rumor that Kathleen Kennedy, she ties Bob Iger up and then whips him with her forces female t-shirt until until he gives in to what she wants. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure that happens, but if it gets you some money from the uh, advertising YouTube views, then fine. But yeah, I think that's it, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on this is, in fact, to the point where this is absolute rubbish. In fact, this is <laughs> this is absolute. I mean, I wouldn't clean my toilet with these rumors, but they are what they are, and they do lead to some interesting discussion. 
Yes, and that's the point, is that there is some interesting discussion to have with this. Um, and we've kind of like separated this into just a few different segments mm-hmm. um, for, for our sake, really, just to keep track of it. Um, but we're, we're just hoping this will lead to some interesting points from both Matt and I, because, you know, we you know we talk the wars, we love the wars, and we, we love bringing different points to it. And you never know. I, I feel like, you know, you should be open-minded. You should mm-hmm. You should look into stuff like this and make your own mind up um and we're just doing it on air (laughs) so look at it like that um all right so matty boy like one of one of these first points we've written down is could there be an alternative timeline that alters from the current sequel trilogy and what does this look like is it is it effectively a new sequel trilogy right a new episode seven eight and nine i mean you've yeah um let's try and keep it grounded to each point right like so what do you think of that like is is that yeah what does that look like in the hudiverse i mean obviously in terms of the question could there be an alternative timeline i mean let's or or whether it's hypothetical or conjecture of course there could be i mean let's let's hope not but stranger things have happened there could be an alternative timeline that alters or deviates from the current sequel trilogy that could happen. You know, nothing's saying that. And obviously we don't know what's, you know, in the legalities or in the contracts and all that. But from what we know, or the little we know, there's nothing to say that Disney can't or Lucasfilm can't turn around one day and they'll be like, you know what? We're going to introduce a multiverse and we're going to have different stories which don't necessarily connect, but or may connect at the end or something. But so there could be. I don't know. There's not going to be, but there could be. What does it look like? I mean, yeah, it would be a seven, eight, and nine. And I think if they were going to do, if they if they had the chance to go over and do it again, and had everybody's buy-in, actors, cast, directors, then it would still involve the OT characters, but obviously minus Carrie Fisher, minus Peter Mayhew. Um, so there's a big sticking point already. If again in a hypothetical world we'd still have them with us, and well, God, we wish we did. Let's just say everybody was still here. It would still be set after Return of the Jedi. How they do it, I don't know. I mean, it would be it would have to be the OT characters again. You've got to imagine that if they could redo it, they'd have Han, Leia, and Luke back on set, and Lando back on set together, going on missions and giving the crowd what they want. As as we know, obviously, like I said Carrie's not here, Peter's not here, Harrison Ford ain't coming back again. Um, Mark Hamill, I highly doubt Mark Hamill would come back. But I mean, hypothetically speaking. It would, I think it'd still be set after episode six and not all that far in the future. I don't think we're talking hundreds of years in the future, which is what I know you'd like, um, but for, for the next set of stories. But so, yes, there could be an alternative timeline, but if they, or if they were going to redo it, like a new sequel trilogy, I think it would have to be the OT characters because otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. And that's obviously. From a practical standpoint, you know, that's kind of hard to do. You'd have to recast Princess Leia. You have Harrison Ford and and Mark Hamill. Um, Out of, you know, our three people that we had in The Force Awakens, uh, the original squad, you know, the only one who I could see coming back to do more is Mark Hamill. Mm -hmm. I really think that. Harrison Ford, I don't think would come back. Uh, I think he's... You know, I was shocked to see him in Rise of Skywalker, but come on, guys. It was like a 20-second scene with Adam Driver, and that was one of the reasons why he came back, isn't it? Yeah, for Adam Driver, yeah. For Adam Driver. Don't blame him. D- don't blame him. Beefcake. Nuff said. Um, 
But I think with with Harrison Ford, nah, he's long it. He's going to long it. Like, what, what's why does he? Why would he want to do more? <laughs> Can you imagine being the guy who has to ask him to come back again? Can you imagine? Yeah. Right. And and also you'll have to play with people's expectations all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and Harrison Ford would be like if he was killed off in episode seven, like well, no, he was killed off in episode seven in the current sequel trilogy. You're telling me they're gonna do the same again in another one? No, they're gonna keep him alive to change expectations, change the story around. Mm-hmm. Right? It mate, I don't know. I don't know. It right. So really, could there be an alternative timeline that currents from the current that that differs from the current sequel trilogy? Of course, like you said, Matt. That is, you know, never say never. Mm-hmm. You know, we never thought we were going to get an episode seven ten years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we got nine. We got nine yeah. episodes and two spinoff films and a TV show. Yeah. It, it, these are crazy times, crazy times for pop culture and for Star Wars. However, however, could it be that they're not scrapping the sequel trilogy, but they're just launching a whole new universe from scratch? A bit like DC or Marvel, like what those guys do, you know? Mm-hmm. The MCU started everything again, you know, but it wasn't like the other stuff wasn't canon. It's just a different universe. And it's not like they stopped producing their cartoon shows. You know, that that is just a different universe, you know? And I I appreciate that. To me, though, that does scream comic book stuff. That does scream mm-hmm. the comic book world. And Star yeah. Wars is different and therefore should be treated differently. No, it deserves to be treated differently. However, however... When you are a business, you know, that, you know, and you're running out of ideas and you're thinking, you know, we are just too trapped in here. You know, that multiverse of madness suddenly looks real good. Looks real tasty. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, and listen, I'm not saying that is, you know, don't take that as gospel. I'm not, I don't know anything you guys, you know, don't know. It's just, it is what it is. We're just playing devil's advocate. Is that a possibility? Of course it does. And, you know, that sort of thing should always be treated as a possibility, really. In the context of where these rumours have come from and sourced from, I don't believe it. I don't. I think they're doing something different. However, if this information was maybe misread or, or, you know, misheard, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, people put a spin on things, don't they? And if someone who doesn't like the new sequel trilogy comes along and says, you know, we're going to spin this around, yeah, they, you know, they could sell it as, you know, a certain mm-hmm. thing, you know, and technically it's true. Whereas mm-hmm. really it's scrapping, you know, the whole lot and doing a different a different timeline altogether. I, you know, that is feasible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, whoever this geezer is who's spreading the rumours, he must have some very well-placed sources right at the top of Disney to have any kind of sniff of what's going on. Hence why, of course, the whole thing is hoopla. But if they came out and said, we're not scrapping the sequel trilogy, but we are going to give you another trilogy set set around the same time with different characters on the other side of the galaxy or in the unknown regions, 
so it's like another seven, eight, and nine with different characters showing what's what what's going on on the other side of the galaxy. Hey, fair play. Nothing wrong with that. That's not decanonizing anything. That's not taken away from uh, Ray, Finn, Kylo, and Poe. That's just saying, well, actually, on the other side of the galaxy, there is another war or revolution, revolution going on, and this is what's happening. It just happens to coincide with 789. So an alternative timeline, I'm not sure, but um, like a, an alternative part of the galaxy, I could I could imagine that. But there's also, I mean, could a, ten- could a potential Ahsoka or Ezra Bridger appearance in Mando Season 2 be the key to this alternative timeline? Ezra Bridger. Um, like the world between worlds, obviously. Right at the end of Rebels, we've got the world between worlds. Did Ezra and Ahsoka return to a different timeline? So what we saw at the end of Rebels, could that play into something? Has Ahsoka brought back some kind of knowledge from the depths of time, which she can give to other people? Who knows? But Blilo, you know, world between worlds. We know Ahsoka's playing a big part in canon now. Could there be anything to this? I mean, hypothetically, realistically? Mm. Listen, mate, this just feels like part two of last week's episode. And um, to do that, to, to go into this section, mate, you know, I've got some, um, I've got some naughtiness. Oh. <laughs> oh, there we go. Camden right, Bells. No, do you know what? No, well, my Camden Hills last week was yes. in a can. This mm-hmm. week, I've got a bottle, mate. And... Um, Let's just say this. Dimsky would be proud. Oh, go on, go on. Go on, guess. Uh, is, is it Belgian? It's Belgium. Oh, yeah. I love Belgium. Chimay, Duval. Um, it's a lager. Uh, it is Hugo, a lager. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, Stella. Of course, mate. Stella! Course, Stella! Partner <laughs> Weller. Doing, doing a Dimsky, mate. Dims? Yeah, mate. Oh, doing a mate. Dimsky. Mm. Beautiful from the bottle as well, and I'm not I'm not a massive fan of Stella, but these were on offer, so he I'm picked up a few bottles. Stella, but on offer, mate, I'm a fan of most things. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a fan of bargs. I'm a bargain hunter. I'm a naughty bargain hunter. But listen, right? So one of the things I thought about with this topic, with Ezra, Soka, and possibly the expanded, you know, lore or universe, mm-hmm. um. In regards to a you know a different timeline, could this happen? Well, again, you know we've established it could happen. Could Ezra and Ahsoka have come returned to a different timeline? You know, maybe. And I, I think that is a feasible way to do it. I think if they're going to do it, that is a way to do it. My objection to that would be that you are then relying on Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm for the whole future of explaining to your granddad and your neighbor <laughs> and your office worker, oh, are you going to go see Star Wars Episode 7? Oh, uh, what? what? Um, Force Awakens? No, different one. What? What do you mean? The oh, yeah, they've, they've redone, they're redoing the sequels. They'll be like, what? So, huh? And they'll be like, yeah, so... Episodes one to six, they're still canon. You know, most normal folk don't even know what canon means. That's it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I mean, honestly, you are resting it on a TV show for kids at the end of the day. (laughs) That is just ridiculous. It's crazy. And once again, 
people use the world between worlds as a basis as a foundation for theories like this and they act like it is gospel they act like it is fact and i i think it's crazy man i think it's crazy i think you can use things from the animated shows and from the books as foundations for things of course but not for something as relaunching a trilogy that was already made set in a different timeline that is absolutely mental that mm-hmm. is absolutely like insane like how on earth would you market this you can't you can't Basically, you've just said it yourself it's not me you all of our listeners we we'd know we'd be like oh wow what a great way to tie in canon as we say quite a lot and i certainly do anyway but you have to be realistic the world between worlds or or, or rebels is not going to dictate the future of canon it may dictate some stories, like say, like the Ahsoka um, series, or you know, where's Ezra, where's Thrawn? It's thrown up ex new story ideas, but they're not going to go to the world and be like, right, remember that world between worlds? Do you remember that you know that black screen world with like white paths where these birds appear and Palp shoots blue flames for some reason? <laughs> They'd be like, let's go, let's utilize that. That's not weird at all. Um, I think I believe I get in, in canon in store. I believe the world between worlds was destroyed. At all, the portal was anyway. But of course, there could be other portals. It probably could be one on Exegol, for all we know. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know how they do it. Like an alternative, what would it look like? What would it, what would occur? Would Palpatine return again? Would Would Vader still be alive? Uh, what would be fun is what Marvel are doing. It's not canon, and again, canon. But it's a what they're doing a what if series on Disney Plus. So it's basically what if said character didn't go in this direction and actually did this instead. And like the impact it would have, you know, in in non canonically, and that could be quite fun. So it would be, you know, like a what if series in Star Wars. What if the rebels lost at the Battle of Endor? That then gives you. Oh, let's have a let's have a, a twenty minute animated fun show about what could have happened after that. Great, do that. I don't want an actual alternative time. I don't want a new seven, eight, and nine based on something that we watched, and then we'd have to explain to everyone that yeah, the episode episode seven, the Return of the Menace isn't actually the force awakens it's something that happened <laughs> with Ezra Bridger in in rebels and about what's rebels that was on uh, what I can't remember what it's called the Disney channel whatever it's called Disney XD you know everybody oh, yeah. watches that but what are you on about isn't that resistance oh, I don't worry about resistance no this was definitely rebels that's yeah, still that, something people say <laughs> yeah. don't worry about resistance what is resistance but I think you're right there though buddy is is in theory the world between worlds is you know it's a lot of fun for animated but it is a very animated or comic book kind of thing to play with and i'm glad that they did show it the portal getting destroyed again they could also bring it back but um as you said how do you market this how on earth do you do do you market it to the casual fan without without sounding ridiculous i know man i don't know how some of these guys don't crack up while they're saying it i know i'm not joking it's, it's like the thing is the, the 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 idea behind it you know isn't impossible and that's why you know that's why you know you can't just write this off completely and you have to take it maybe as maybe this is an interpretation of the truth mm-hmm. 
maybe and that's why i said you know maybe they're just doing a whole different timeline therefore none of it will be canon including the sequel trilogy but the anti-st anti-disney people will be like well they're retconning the st well you know technically speaking yes but they could be retconning the rest of it um but you know whatevs whatevs um but i i think we've addressed that bit again once again it's 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 possible that's it really um again sounds like a load of old cobblers anyway next bit does this coincide with the speculation of kathleen kennedy's end of contract so apparently kathy's uh contract is coming to an end in 2021 um and once she goes uh the whole of lucasfilm are going to be kicked into uh overdrive and they're going to remake the sequel trilogy that's going to be their number one priority and apparently rumors in the hood over in northern california is that um there are two camps people there is camp george lucas and there's camp kathleen kennedy um you know because george sold his company for four billion us dollars and shares and he's still heavily involved in everything who would have thought hey so there's two camps um yeah, George isn't spending all of his time in like a diner somewhere, you know, reading the <laughs> newspaper and drinking coffee. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. so um, yeah, apparently this coincides with that. Now, take all the Camp George and Camp Kathy stuff and throw it in the bin. None of that's true. I really don't feel like I need to go crazy deep into that to really explain how it is, but. Once again, the level of unprofessionalism in the in these leaks it just screams that it's not true, and that people have a fundamental like they 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 fundamentally do not understand how corporations work and how leadership in corporations work um and people might be really unhappy with her. I'm not saying that they're not, yeah, because that does happen. There are businesses where the employees just are not happy with who is there with the management you know in place i've been in a team like that yeah i've been in a team like that so i know how it feels however it's hard to go off of these things with you know without solid proof but matty boy what do you think on this? Because once again, you have a very good knowledge of the film industry in general. You've worked for um, a big corporation. You know, you, I'd like to think both you and I could probably come to some sort of logical conclusion on this. But this one's a bit more of an open-ended one. This doesn't necessarily shout made-up rubbish to me. So, Matt, does this coincide with the speculation that Kathy's leaving next year? You know what? I don't think it is because a lot of the main people are still there, including uh, Bobby Iger, uh, whether he is or isn't stepping down as CEO now. But can you imagine how badly the reputation of Disney and Lucasfilm would be absolutely dragged through the mud? It would be destroyed if Kathleen Kennedy, you know, one of the A-listers of Hollywood producers, one of the A-listers of Hollywood in terms of what she's bought. As soon as she leaves, everyone's like, woohoo, right, let's scrap that rubbish she came up with. Let's do our own one now. And just be like, and completely throw uh, what would have been, what, almost 10 years worth of work and money, let's not forget that, and uh, out of the window. How bad would that look, honestly? Any, any kind of deviation from what Kathy has done would be a horrible stain, I think, 
on the company because again, you know, I, I say we've we've worked for big companies before. We've been a part of teams. We've managed teams, and sometimes everything works like clockwork. And there are times when you do look at the people above you for without disparaging you want to think ah, this is, you know, we it's just not working. Or you look at the ideas that are being brought from above and you just don't jive with them. And you kind of think, oh, I really wish there'd be a change along the line somewhere to freshen things up. Change isn't always good, remember, but uh, I don't know, man. And we also, regarding the whole George Lucas film thing, yeah, George isn't coming back. We've we've even been told on, as to, on the sessions by George's people, George is busy working on his museum. He's He's enjoying his retirement. He's bought a few new pairs of sneakers and he's enjoying working on the Lucas Museum of Art and Film. He's, that's what he's doing of his time now. And his um and his obviously philanthropy and charity work. That's what he's doing, man. He's not he's not coming back to um, kick kick um, Kathleen Kennedy out the door because remember he chose her to take over. He handpicked her from everyone. It's like this is who I want to head up my company because Lucas Film was his baby was, and Kathleen Kennedy was handpicked. I don't know, man. Like you say though, it. Does, could it coincide? There are ways they could do it where it didn't seem quite so obvious. Of course, we'll have the way I've just said it is worst case. Kathleen Kennedy would leave and they immediately you know, throw out the ST in a statement, say that we thank thank them for their efforts. However, we're going to move on with a new sequel trilogy. Yes, that would be horrendous publicity and cause a lot of people to turn their back on Disney and Lucasfilm. But if they were to, like, again, playing devil's advocate, if they were to change their wording or do it over time then they could build up the foundations for something they wanted to do or maybe some the other ideas which are thrown out maybe they could start to use those but it comes down it comes down to it mate you know what words coming next but it comes down to the execution oh. um, it comes down to that mate and again it's very hard to speak about this because obviously in my mind I have, no, I don't want this sequel trilogy thrown out. I don't want any of it thrown out. Just because I had issues with one of the films, I don't want. I don't want the whole thing thrown out. It's, so much has been spawned from this these last three films. Not you know like um, comic books, video games, everything we'll get to shortly. But I don't know, man. Does it coincide? It's yeah. it's good timing. Put it like that. If Kathy is to go next year, and again, people have got mixed feelings on whether she should or not. Then obviously, yeah, this kind of rumor will add fuel to the fire of that. But if you ask me, I think it would be a, a horrendous move for them to um, do anything like this when Kathleen leaves. Yeah, uh, I think I agree. Um, and I don't think it's going to happen anyway. They're not making the, they're not remaking the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't think that. And they're not going to remake that on its own. You watch them do it you tomorrow. <laughs> I know, man. They'll announce it tomorrow, knowing us, mate. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I don't think it's going to happen, mate. Now, Kathleen Kennedy leaving in 2021, do, do I think that is plausible? Hmm. That's I think probably that a different, could be plausible. I think that could be plausible. Big time big time just just again i don't want to make this into a kathleen kennedy show but quickly who do you think could replace her do you know i i genuinely have no idea i mean that everybody says john favreau um but john favreau is also still a working director as well um and people have said feloni and I, on the round table we did on um, clone wars i put my I, I think i was the contrarian as to why dave feloni shouldn't be near the the top table right now because he's not ready for it but Favreau and Filoni leading Disney, and I know that's the kind of like the cliche thing to say, but 
right now, unless they pull somebody out of the bag, like a Michelle Rejwan who's already there or someone we've never heard of, I guess you've got to go for Favreau and Filoni because they are right. they are movie people. Kathleen Kennedy is, a, is a, the greatest producer of all time, not necessarily a studio head. So Favreau right. and Filoni potentially. If Michelle Rejwan is the next president of Lucasfilm, mate, I think that's ludicrous. Yeah, I, I mean, really do. There's going to be someone out it's there who never heard of otherwise. But yeah, yeah, I think that would be absolutely ludicrous. I, I don't know. I I just don't feel it. You know, I, don't, I just don't feel it. She's head of live action, Michelle Rejwan. I remember we did a show on her, didn't we? Uh, we mentioned you know, back yeah, in the day, man. She was a like episode. Yeah, it was like episode 15 or something. <laughs> wow. Here we are, 71. Grey hairs. You know? <laughs> I know, right? But like, uh, yeah, mate, I, I don't know. I, she just, you know, she's, I don't know. I, I she, She's not been on any of the round tables on Mandalorian. You know, we've seen her a little bit in Rise of Skywalker. I don't know. I don't know. But regardless, I, I think if Kevin Feige fancies a job change, I think he'll come over to Star Wars, but I don't think you know why would he? Why would he leave Marvel? Maybe because the the Infinity Saga's done yep. and it's downhill from here. And I, I genuinely think that, not necessarily in it from a quality point of view, but certainly from a financial. I, I do think Marvel is on a down downward spiral, a downward trend. Mm. But Star Wars is in a downward trend as yep. well, um, and they need to sort it out. They need to sort it out. And uh, But I will say this. I do think Star Wars has more of an ability to stay relevant than Marvel. Mandalorian is proof of that. Mm-hmm. And if Star Wars can be done well, you know, it conquers the world. We know it has that capacity, has that potential. It's that universe. The, the Star Wars universe is just never-ending. Yeah. It is just never, never, never-ending. Never-ending story. <laughs> um but I don't know, man. I, I Listen, I think that would be a hard job because like you said, John Favreau, he's very hands-on. But when, when you think about it in The Mandalorian, what has he done? I mean, he's written it and he's he, he just heads everything up, doesn't he? You know, he's he's the daddy of it, but he doesn't necessarily get really stuck in and involved in stuff. So my opinion on Favreau being the future leader of Lucasfilm has actually kind of changed in recent months, you know. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I know. I mean, in terms of the like, yeah. actual president of Lucasfilm, um, oh, sorry, I, I got my wires mixed. I thought I mean, who, who could kind of lead the, put the vision out, who could map out the path. Definitely Favreau. Oh, and as, Favreau. As for, Favreau. Yeah, as for and president, yes, as Kevin Feige. But I mean, again, there'll be somebody we've probably never heard of who'll just come out of the blue. But whoever it is, they've got they've got a job on their hand, mate. But yes, if you can turn the fortunes around. But remember, the last three films have four films, apart from take Solo out of it, have all made over a billion quid. So it's not like this is a dying franchise in terms of um, finances. Yes, there's been diminishing returns, but they're still making over a billion dollars per movie. So it's not like there's an awful lot of work that needs to be done. There just needs to be um, <laughs> some more people around the table right. taking notes. Yes, that's right. That's right. It just needs a bit more better organisation. That is it. That's what it comes down to. But let's go back to the essence of the question, Matty Boy. In the most succinct way possible, does this coincide with 
the speculation that Cathy's contract's ending next year? The rumour does, uh, but I think it's fancy. Do you know what I mean? People might people hear yes. that Kathleen's yeah. going, let's oh that's good. Let maybe maybe with that they're gonna decanonize this or give us all an alternate timeline. So I think the two go hand in hand nicely, but I don't think there's an iota of truth in it. Yes. I like yourself? it, mate. Uh no. <laughs> it's cobblers. Right, next. <laughs> yeah, next. So let's well, let's just do it because we've been we haven't been beaten. we've given our thoughts and all this, but let's kind of break it down now to pros and cons, if you will. So of this happening, of everything we mentioned, alternate timelines, decanonization of stuff, um, people leaving and stuff being um taken away. What are the pros and cons of happening? What, what are the pros then, mate, of of all of this? Let's just say as as what happens on the sessions, we report something's rubbish and the next day it's true. Let's say that they come out and say, actually, we are actually going to do this, this, or this. What would the pros be? The pros are that they would have a more coherent story mm-hmm. that's mapped out better, right? They would have learned from their mistakes, I'm hoping. Um, and that there's effectively a blank a blank slate, and they can look back and see what worked and what didn't work. And, you know, I might be saying the absolute obvious here, but that's what I think. And I think it does come down to that. You know, you can bounce around the other pros and other details, um, but that's the, pr- the main pro, I think. What about you, mate? I've got exactly the same, literally exactly the same. My yeah. pros are you can, get, you can have a planned out story for whatever anybody has to say, and I will die on this hill. The sequel trilogy was never planned out, or if it was, it was thrown out and having different directors and their visions threw everything out the window. Having a lack of cohesion really, really hurts the sequel trilogy in what should have been an Infinity Saga kind of ending. We should have had the Rise of Skywalker blowing our doors off. Everybody. Again, we know people out there love it and we enjoy it, but you know, this should have been like our... Oh, moment oh, this has been like generational thing where everyone just comes together and is like wow star wars has done it um it didn't but if you're if you're going to redo everything yeah you learn from your lessons and you have unlimited power in terms of storytelling oh. nothing's off the table now you know if, if you were to scrap everything like they did when they scrapped the legends the old eu which was never canon anyway you've got you can do whatever you want you know, you've got anything is fair game. Whereas now with the canon, it, how it is, and the message that everything's connected, it all counts, blah, blah, blah. You kind of have to tread carefully. A, a writer can't come in and write a book and be like, right, I'd like this to happen because this is and this. Because the story group are now going to say, well, actually, in this animated series or this comic or in the films, this happened. So you can't quite do that. So it opens up the doors to uh, greater storytelling and a planned out story. But that's for me. That is the only pro pros there are. So um, this may be a bit more beefy. Cons, my friend. What are you looking at in terms of the negatives to this? How long have you got? No, oh, that's it, mate. It undermines everything that's already existed. Um, it confuses the audiences crazily. Um, we and this is one that I keep thinking about. We wouldn't get Adam Driver. Yeah we wouldn't get Adam Driver because despite its faults, the sequel trilogy just delivers so many bangers, mm-hmm. so many banging moments, man. It's like I'm up here having bangers and mash and gravy and <laughs> Yorkshire pudding, mate. 
trust me like it's so good there are bits of it that are just so good so good that's it that's it that's it you know there's ah an adam driver like i was telling you the other week i was re-watching rise of skywalker and whenever adam drives on screen man it just like he just steals the show mate he just steals the show and now when you absolutely he does and when you watch force awakens now to the rise of skywalker which is fun to do now i'm going back and watching all these different scenes and stuff you can actually interpret the sequel trilogy in a certain way you know again i'm going off subject a little bit here but you know when ray um has the lightsaber on Starkiller base and she runs of it with the lightsaber pointing forward and it's like yeah that does look palpatine yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, maybe, you know, the Mandela effect is starting to happen. <laughs> you're like, you're just starting to think certain things are there, you know, um, because everyone else will start thinking it. And listen, I'm on board with that. Yeah. I'm on board with that. So I think it, undone, it undoes a lot of the fun and the memories I've had over the last, you know, half a decade or more speculating about these films because these films hold such a special place in my heart and they're not perfect but the joy that i've got from this saga and this time period of being a star wars fan is really just unparalleled um so i think they should just move on what about you mate cons what are you thinking uh, well, it's a rubbish idea is the con it's a stupid idea um <laughs> on, on that we wouldn't get daisy ridley i mean come on a daisy ridley this is, this is her debut this is what is she what is she, Matt? She's an English rose. Yeah. This is uh, this is where she made her start in The Force Awakens. And like, let's, let's just throw that out. You know, that might be special to her, but as a company, we don't care about that. Do you remember The Force Awakens hype? Do you remember opening night? How many memories have we got? And how many people could write in to say, or voice message us to say that one of the most special memories, however old they are, is opening night of The yes. Force Awakens? You're just going yes. to throw that out and hope we get that lightning in a bottle again? Um yeah. The whole idea is of just alternate timelines and all that is poor storytelling. It's sloppy. It's the laziest form of writing. You know, you don't like something. Oh, let's just undo it with time travel. I hate it. And that's a strong word. I really don't like it. Are we now to say that the sequel trilogy was just like a multi-billion dollar test? All of the, like I mentioned, all of the stories, the characters that the majority of people love mean nothing suddenly. I mean, there's the video games, the comics, the books, the merchandise. The that that has come out. That's just means anything, nothing anymore. The kids who grew up wanted to be Finn, who want to be Ray, little girls who want to who look up and finally see themselves in someone. Don't worry about that. We're kind of rubbish. We we'll have someone else coming instead. We'll have a bloke coming and do it. It's not. I mean, also what I get is part of Star, it's Star Wars, but what actor wants to come in to be part of something like Star Wars? But ultimately, knows it doesn't really mean anything. Do you know what I mean they're not Ooh. part of Star Wars? They're part of a brand now. They're part of a branch. What part am I in? Uh, you're in this bit over here. So the le- the least important story we've got going on. Oh, no thanks. I want to be part of the main one. And also, again, I've mentioned this so many times on the show. There's no stakes. So and so is dead. Quick into the magic time travel dimensional change portal thing. Bring them back. It happens. Again, we've mentioned the MCU it happens. I mean, Loki, how many times that guy died? He's come back again. It's just, it, I, I really don't like the idea of not having any finality. And f- finally, 
do it's let's call it what it is pandering the concert is absolute yes. pandering mate can you imagine if they did a sequel trilogy again what would they do have like yeah. Skywalker like a mile wide like Ben Solo no and then like pulling stuff down from the sky and taking falls down and Hans and still being the, the dashing smuggler and you know a, a recast Carrie Fisher in, in the Jabba's the slave bikini again I mean what, what, what are they going to do they're going to have to appease the people who wanted this and what's we it, man. The cons are none of it's any good. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. Love it. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. And I, I love the little mention about pandering to the fans. Um, because that's what that's what happens. I know our our, our mate um Ant Shot first put something interesting on, on socials about that, you know, how pandering to fans or really really it comes down to pandering almost like a vocal minority. And that's that's a really hard thing to, to measure. But I think that's become a problem in a lot of the world mm. without trying to get too real-worldly because, you know, that's not us. Yeah. Um, but that's certainly a problem. And when that, when that comes to Star Wars, nah, nah, come on. Star Wars is different. Yeah, treat it differently. It's, it's a fantasy universe. Um, if you don't like something, move on, man. Yeah. You know, go move on, go watch Galactica, you know, or something. And I, resistance. What, what gets me though is that it's fine to be disappointed with something, it's fine to be really upset by something, but like, don't let it hurt you that much. Flaming heck, you know, like you can just not like something and just get on with it. Exactly. You know, but listen, like, you know, you kind of mentioned it, man. You know, there's money to be made out there, guys. There's money to be made. And if you know how to target an audience, especially with negativity, because trust me, guys, people love negativity. Yeah, people love negativity. The press figured this out decades and decades ago. Look at the way they title certain mm-hmm. things. Again, I'm not trying to be too real worldly here. Um, clickbait, isn't it? But that's it. Brilliant, Matt. Brilliant. Um, but there we go. Like, I, I think it's important to look at these things because, listen, do I think there could ever be a different timeline in Star Wars? Yes, I, I actually think that's feasible. Um, but will they just erase the sequel trilogy? And no, rubbish. No. Rubbish. That's not going to happen. Uh, any, any, business, any business with sense won't do that. They won't do it. Even if they want to do it, they won't. They won't do it it's not it's uh, there's too much pride there you know there's too there's too many too many complications they're better off you know fixing any plot holes of different kind of material but starting a new story and uh in taika waititi we trust yes because no no, no pressure mate no I, i i totally echo everything you've just said there mate i can't particularly add anything to it other than yeah just to echo that yeah you could have an alternate timeline if you must but then nothing really matters to me because it's not really connected, is it? But I don't think they're going to. They're not. They're not going to throw out any films. You know, they didn't. Lucasfilm never threw out the prequels, even though George Lucas felt the pressure of that. They're not going to throw out the sequel trilogy. Nor does anyone in their right mind want them to. Or nor should should they? These are their stories. They're not our stories. This is their stories, and we're just there to view them and take them in. And like Luke said, if you don't like them, that's fine. But don't let it consume you. You know. Go outside, take a breath of fresh air, and just move on, basically. So um, with all the hoopla going around and the fans were going mad, Blilo, 
I'd rather sit back in the Bantina and just have a Kef beer and wait for this all to blow over. Oh, you naughty boy. Good idea. This is Guy Henry, known for playing Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Thank God for that interdimensional portal we've just walked through. The world between worlds, don't they call it? And here we are. We've managed to find the door to the Bantina. Uh, shall we? Oh, mate. Let's do it. Oh, mile wide. Luke Bly's in the house. Here in the Bantina, oh. you know what we do. If you don't know, this is what we do. We sit with you guys. We have a few Kef beers and we shoot the galactic breeze around our main topic. But first, but first, we have something a little bit more important to mention. Some poll results, Blilo. Yeah, well, we've not done a poll in a while, guys. So um, while all we were telling you to vote on stuff and people were talking real serious about, you know, new timelines and stuff, we asked you guys something we asked, a f- well, similar to um, what we asked a few guys at Comic-Con last year. Um, who would win in a cage fight, a Gungan or a Jawa? And it was close. It was close. Forty-eight percent of you said a Jawa, and fifty-two said a Gungan would be victorious. You naughty, naughty lot! This is the content that people have been waiting for. So look out next week. There may just be another similar poll coming up. Yeah, thanks guys for That's indulging it. us there. Gungans, beefcakes, warriors, all of them. Um, so on to what you guys thought about the main discussion, and we've got a uh, voice message. From royalty, from the valleys, from the King of Wales, Luke Summerfield. What does he have to say this week? <laughs> Things are getting really spicy in the Bantina today. This whole retcon in multiverse doesn't really belong in Star Wars. We know I'm a believer enjoying the Star Wars that is, not what it might have been. All these clickbait media outlets really wind me up. Imagine someone travelling back in time and telling Leonardo da Vinci that the Mona Lisa needed some teeth when she smiled and painted on a few eyebrows. I know thousands of people didn't get the Star Wars they wanted. Lots of people didn't enjoy Return of the Jedi when that was released. The sequels and the prequels are a big power behind the sessions. Thank you for being awesome. Can I ask that all of the sessioners check out and follow one quarter portion on Twitter and Instagram? And remember, Palpatine loves a good Star Wars session. Yep, those golden tones of the valleys. Uh, I agree. Well, like we pretty much just said the whole retcon multiverse doesn't belong in Star Wars. And Luke says, Luke is very positive, like his namesake, uh, Blygonjin. Enjoy Star Wars for what it is, not for what it could have been. This is what we got. This is, you know, deal with it, basically. And if you don't enjoy it, then there's always the other films for you. So um, thank you, Luke, mate. And yes, guys, as I said, go check out one quarter portion on Twitter and Instagram. That's uh, Luke Summerfield's new era he's set up to promote plots of Star Wars goodness in various mediums. So go check out one quarter portion. One quarter portion. Thank you for sending that in, Lukey boy. Uh, we've got some comments. Um, first up, Jobby King said, nah, nah, leave it 
as is. While some fans may not like the sequel trilogy, some fans do, and we must respect all fans. Fans don't make movies. It would be like letting the lunatics run the asylum. And Sean Wars said... They would work, but in my opinion, it's one of the things that makes Star Wars easy to follow for casual fans. Even as a diehard Star Wars fan, I like the one timeline. I do recognize how it might limit potential stories. One canon makes the stories told more impactful. Oh, so true. So true. Good comments, guys. Good shout. Uh, Clint KBG said, one timeline and one timeline only. For me... I won't support alternate timelines. It will destroy what makes Star Wars so special. Uh, Paddy Harvey said they should just create new movies and shows that ignore but accept the existence of the sequel trilogy. Like how they're planning to have a television universe set between 6 and 7. Any new stuff going forward should just not mention them. Uh, And Simon Daniels said, yep, the path has been set in Star Wars Rebels. Just do it. Let's forget the last three films. So we're getting some uh, contrasting opinions now. Oh, oh, the spice, the spice. Uh, up next, we got a cheeky voice message from the Sith Slayer on Instagram. Let's hear it. Hi, Star Wars Sessions. Um, I personally don't think alternate timelines would work for Star Wars. Um, I think it would be too confusing for the majority of casual fans and viewers. Um I could speak for myself as a casual fan of uh, the X-Men series. I find all the jumping between timelines to be quite confusing. Um, Of course, the other problem is is that even if the sequel trilogy has received a mixed response, it has spawned its own expanded universe with games, books, animated series, um, and even uh, theme park, Galaxy's Edge, of course. And to once again uh, make all that material not canon, uh, it would be a very big decision and not something that I see Disney is likely to do. Um, After all, it has cost them. Um, And finally, the final point about this, I think it would be a a real shame to decanonize all these movies that brought together all the legacy actors, and it was the last appearance of uh, Peter Mayhew and Carrie Fisher, and uh, quite probably the last time that we would see legacy actors like Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford uh, reprise their roles. Um, You guys are amazing, and keep up the good work. Yes, once again, they've brought up the casual viewers. Totally agree with that and i think it would you know it it would suffer it would suffer um but thank you for sending that grand voice message in mate yeah, we didn't even mention galaxy's edge they, they they've opened a whole theme park based around a sequel trilogy they're not decanonizing it and yeah the x-men movies they're like non-canon timeline but sometimes canon is ridiculous so let's not go that so way true. yeah nice one mate uh, rodimus prime 518 what a name said I don't like alternate timelines in Star Wars because it makes it like Marvel or DC. However, I do know they will find a way to retcon the ST. I hate the ST because it just isn't Star Wars. I know they're fans of this timeline, but it's not like they're invested or understand. Some people say, accept what we got. To that I say, no, because this is our selfless passion. We as Star Wars fans should get what we deserve. 
we had our beloved heroes driven by bad writing only to have some excuse say it's realistic and character development because they haven't seen the true backstory. If this does happen, I will accept it. And the Star Wars destination said, definitely not. When I was a kid playing Star Wars in the backyard, my cousins would never let me play uh, a Jedi because there were no girl Jedi. It was just something we accepted. As a lifelong fan, I did not know much. I needed a character, know how much I needed a character like Rey until she first turned on that lightsaber in The Force Awakens. No little girl is ever going to be told she can't play as a Jedi due to being a girl because we have that representation in the main canon now. I cannot articulate how awful it would be to have that retconned away. And that's a powerful message there. And Rodimus Prime as well on the other side as well. We've got two very conflicting messages there. So guys, thank you for sending those in. Oh, fantastic messages there, guys. Uh, and then finally, to kind of wrap up, we had Vadim Simmons, Emily Bonner, OMG Haggis, Chewbacca, Ain't My Lunch, Johnny Olif, Bruce USM, Joe Casta, Who, Jeremy Solomon, Sticky Pop, and Darth Dildo, who said, oh, no, actually, he's changed his name, hasn't he? Dylan? It's treason, then. It's treason, then. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, no, he is still dark. Right, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're against the idea. They're against it. So a lot of people are against it. OT Nick said she'd be fine with it, but would make things too complicated. And finally, Junior.Mitch said it's one way to tie in more EU content. Oh, what a diplomat. What a diplomat. Love it. And we got sent in loads of stuff, guys. Like, a lot of stuff. And a lot of them naturally are long. Um, I think we had to leave out a voice message, too. You know, so apologies, guys. But, you know, there's a lot to say about this. But I think, overall, most people seem to be against the idea. Which, to be honest, it's nice to see. But once, you know... Listen, I get that some people might not want it to be the sequel trilogy to be canon. And from a certain point of view, I understand that. I understand that. But the 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 answer to it is not decanonizing it and getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. No, it's good to see the um, variety of opinions. And when we do get conflicting opinions, we do like to shout them out as well because look, everyone's opinion is as valid as the rest. Let's face it, um, whether we agree with them or not. Um, so yeah guys thank you so much good to hear uh darth dildo again welcome back mate and um yeah thank you everyone who sent them in for those who didn't make it this week do keep sending them in we'll get you on at some point and yes uh we did receive a voicemail which i'm sure we can uh utilize in one way shape or form in the coming days so guys thank you so much for sending those in um now speaking of sending things in patreon questions mate Oh, yes. Patreon questions. And up first, we have a fantastic question from Stuart Howes, who asked this. Does Palpatine appearing in The Rise of Skywalker change the way we view the other films? For example, how do we feel when we see him disappear down that shaft in Return of the Jedi compared to how we used to feel when we watched it? Does it make the celebrations at the end of the film meaningless now? Do we feel as euphoric? What do you think about that, Matty Boy? Um, Frankly, it does change it. I think it really does um, almost make it meaningless as well. Return of the Jedi and Anakin's victory does feel tainted, for me anyway. 
because uh, which I mean that's something we were worried about. We said that so many times. If they get this return of pouch wrong, it is going to clang an awful lot. And for for us, it did. Uh, I get the argument that um, old Annie, his sacrifice bought Annie. thirty years of peace. Wow, thirty years. In that same time, there are still wars, and the first or final order was growing anyway. So it's kind of like stolen peace. It was hollow peace. Peace masquerading is just that. There was never any peace. So really all Anakin did was just buy a bit of time for the First Order and the Final Order and the Imperium to grow again and blow up Hosnian Prime and come back even more uh, determined. So uh, it does give more weight to the extended canon. You know I always go on about that. But the books, the comics and the games that hint and nod to all of the above mentioning, like the First Order coming back, Palpatine returning, they, they get strengthened by this. But as we've said before, and the movies are critical because that's what 90% of the casual eyes are going to see. They don't care about it, the books and the games and all that. However, the books and the games are actually giving a lot of weight now to the return of Palps and the, and the rise of the First Order. But for me, it does taint somewhat the end of Return of the Jedi, knowing that nothing's really changed. What about yourself? It's a good question. It's a very, very good question. It does taint it a little bit. It does taint it a little bit. Because Return of the Jedi's ending is just absolutely brilliant. But fortunately, Mm -hmm. I do have those feelings. And I can always, whenever I watch Return of the Jedi, I always view that as, you know, a a good thing. Um, And also, listen, in history, yeah, you know me, I'm a history geek, Matty boy. You know, you, you, you look back at history, you know, people celebrate victories, and they are fully aware that though that won't last forever because Star Wars isn't a perfect universe. It's not a perfect galaxy. They are imperfect people. There's good people and bad people. I'd like to think that the whole point of the story is that the, the good brings out the best in people and therefore brings out the best in the universe. There isn't a permanent solution in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, and I, I feel like that was kind of explored in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like The Rise of Skywalker just kind of lent away from that more spiritual side of that bit of storytelling in, in this saga. So, you know, does it taint it for me a, a smidge? See, mm-hmm. I'm one of these people where I don't, like, it doesn't taint the sacrifice or anything like that, like Vader's in particular. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't taint it. Because without Vader's sacrifice... There cannot be any Luke Skywalker. There can't be any sequel trilogy. There can't be anything. Palpatine wins without Vader's sacrifice yet completely, right? And there's no Ray. There's no, you know, there's no nothing. Um, and you, you, but you could argue, obviously, the Force would try and balance itself out. But you know, it didn't because it found it. it you know, Vader redeemed himself. Um, but he was, you know, I don't know. That, that That's probably a long, long, long conversation. I'm just doing a really simplified version of it. Um, mm. But I do think, you know, I think Star Wars needs to tread a little bit more carefully in future. And But I think they know that. I think they know that. However, this isn't the be-all and end-all. Because as I say, Stuart, we have The Mandalorian and we have the TV shows. We have the expanded lore. I think that is going to address some questions, some real deep questions we we got about Rise of Skywalker and the sequel trilogy. I think it's going to address it in a real good way. Watch this space. Watch this space. But in in answer, 
yes and no. Sorry, mm. mate, boy. Classic Luke no, answer. No, it's, it's interesting. It's, it is a good question for a, sh- a main show. We say that every week, I think. But um, yeah, uh, my final point is: had it not been Palpatine returning in the had it been Plagueis, for example, in the Rise of the Gold, oh. then the end of six isn't tainted because Palpatine is still gone. The evil still. It's the fact that they threw him down the shaft and he got caught at the bottom anyway. It's like, <laughs> see you soon, mate. It's kind of like, ugh. But, but yeah. That I, I agree with what you say to, for the most part as well, and I think that is a wider discussion point, and I'm quite interested in diving into that one a bit further. So, Stuart, mate, you've opened up a very good can of worms there for your first ever Patreon question, so thank you for that, mate. Uh, somebody else who likes to open up a can of worms or fight them is Alex Jessup, and he sent us a, mess, a question. <laughs> he said, just watch Solo again for the first time since the cinema. How often do you think Han and Chewie shower together, and would you like a Wookiee as a shower buddy? Luke, how often do you think Han and Chewie shower together? And would you like a Wookiee as a shower buddy? I mean, listen, man, like, you know, you got a friendship like Han and Chewie's, you know. I think it's kind of from that perspective a little one way. I reckon it is a bit like a doggy. Yeah, no no offence to to, to uh, Wookiees or, or Chewie in, in, the, in this case. Um, but I think, you know, if, if Han's going somewhere, Chewie's going to follow him. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like um, my brother's dog. My brother has a dog called Juniper. She's got, she's a big girl now. She's only like seven months old. She's already huge. She's a black Labrador, but she's a big black Labrador. She is beautiful though. But you go anywhere, man. That dog is just going to, like, she just follows you and she just wants to know what you're doing. Like, what are you doing? You know? That's what I reckon, mate. So, listen, I don't think it's a regular thing because Han probably has his um, somewhat privacy. But, you know, I reckon sometimes Chewie's just going to barge in there, be like, why go on? But <laughs> the thing I wanted to really address is this is the second time you've watched Solo. That is shocking, Alex. That is shocking, mate. Shocking. So, um, listen, I'm going to have to... Um, I'm going to have to really avoid not putting a uh, drink over your head, all right, mate? <laughs> so, 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 yeah, no, big love, mate, big love. Great question. Who was bottom of my ranking solo? But, um, yeah, um, I like to think that's why Han's so grumpy, perpetually grumpy, because the Falcon's only got one shower, and he's always having to pull Wookiee hair from the drain and having to share to conserve space water and to make sure that the boiler's not on the blink from all the hot water, so they have to share just so they can cut costs. I also, that Wookiee uses so much shampoo, doesn't he, and soap and shower gel. If he's paying for the for those uh, cosmetics, fine. His and also just imagine his fur could be used as a great kind of body scrubber as well. I suppose he could rub your back up against Chewie's back, and you know you lather your back up, you save your arms. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure that they did do it all, all the time. And would I like one? Listen, I'm about five foot six. I'm very small. That Wookiee is about. I love that Wookiee. He's about eight foot tall. He's taken up all the water and I'm only getting like dirty, sweaty Wookiee water all over me. So I don't want a Wookiee to shower, buddy. And um, yeah, that's probably why Han's grumpy because he's always got to share the one shower with Chewie to save to save money on the bill. So um, that's what I'm thinking. But we always ask you guys out there, what do you think? The Palpatine question from Stuart, interesting question. Lots of answers to that one. Uh, do you think Han and Chewie got together in a shower an awful lot? And do, would you like to have a shower with a Wookiee as well? So let us know what you think about that one, guys. And uh, Lukey Boy, where can they find Patreon if they want to sign up or look at what we've got to offer? They can go to patreon.com forward slash 
Star Wars sessions. And we got tiers, all kinds of tiers there. But it starts from $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee from a coffee shop. So uh, have a look. Star Wars sessions at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars sessions. Uh, yeah, check it out. And that's it from the from the from the lowest tier two dollars. You get access to all of our shows we put out each month, so you don't have to sign up to a higher tier to hear more of our voices. It's available from every tier. So uh, if you want to wear any of our merch, and got those who have been buying in the last month, thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing the pictures. Like we saw that slight of Belgian waffle Dimsky looking hunky in his Star Wars Sessions T-shirt. You can go to tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars Session and check out the range we have on offer there. Uh, and also, if you want to join up to our safe and friendly Discord, Lukey Boy, how can they? Uh, DM us, contact us, tweet us, at us on any sort of social media, and uh, we'll reply to you with a cheeky link, and you can join the fun chat. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! That's right, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. You bunch of spicy legends. It is the Star Wars Sessions Game, and this week it is my turn to host it. Matty boy, are you ready, mate? I've been pre-warned in advance that this one's a banger. So, mate, bring it on. So this one's a bit of a story, mate. Um, Last week, I got a message from an old colleague of mine called Andrew. We used to work together. And um, Andrew and I, we, we, we both had a love of Star Wars. And it was one of the reasons why we got along so much. And we would joke around about, like, the stupidest stuff in Star Wars. Um and then we would wind each other up and stuff. And I remember when Alfie, uh, this this lad, um, he, I mean, he's not a lad now. He's in his 20s now. But when he joined, he was a teenager. And um, we were asking him, like, how he did on school and stuff. And we were like, oh, mate, you, do, you, do you know much about World War Two? And he'd be like, no, not really. Didn't take history in school. And we'd be like, oh, mate, you're telling us you never, you never heard of Chancellor Palpatine? <laughs> and he'd be like, no, I've never heard of him. We'd be like, oh, mate, can't believe you've never heard you've of never Chancellor heard Palpatine. The tragedy of and we would Blake as the voice. Li- literally, all day, me and Andrew would be laboring the point. Like, oh, man, can't believe you've never heard of uh, Chancellor Palpatine. <laughs> and uh, he'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like, it, And he got, he, he like gradually just got annoyed. We were like, mate, you should Google it. Like, and that would have been the joke, but he didn't. He was like, no, I'm not going to Google it. And it's like, <laughs> if he would have Googled it sooner, the joke would have ended. We'll just carry on then, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, so every now and then, Andrew, who occasionally listens to the show, he messaged me, yeah, and he'll just go randomly, he'll send me gifts and stuff but he, he messaged me this question who is the hero of return of the jedi the true hero of return of the jedi i'm gonna give you a hint matty boy it okay. ain't luke skywalker uh and i said to him i went well if you're being serious then it's anakin skywalker um, he went, uh, I see like good, good, good answer, but wrong. He said at this point, I'm like, right. Okay. Well, it's a flipping joke, isn't it? He's, he's <laughs> pulling my leg. So basically you can ask questions and you have to figure out my boy who 
is the true hero, wink, wink, of Return of the Jedi. Go. I sense a plot to destroy me here. Um, right, question question one. So who is the real hero with a couple of big winks on the end of it? Okay, are they human? Um, <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> I think, think they, are. they are. I think they are, yeah. Um, you got Wikipedia it. Um, that's it, mate. Hang on. I think they are. Yes, they were human. Okay, that's a human. So whoever this was was a human. It wasn't a Bothan, was it? No. Right, okay, good. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Um, okay, so they're <laughs> human. Uh, 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 were they uh, male or female? Male. A male human, say, they was the real hero of Return of the you Jedi. Wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell that from how you see this hero in, in Return of the Jedi. Oh, no. Um, so there's a male human, but he may not get that. Um, <laughs> were they at Jabba's palace? Yes. That's what I asked. That's what I asked. And that that's like led me down kind of like a hole of darkness. <laughs> so... So it's a male human who you probably wouldn't know was a male human, but was it? But was at Jabba's palace. Male human at Jabba's palace. Ah, uh, does he have a catchphrase? No. Yeah, if it's not no, the one, we don't, we don't. We don't hear dialogue from this hero. Does he train the rancor? Oh, it's so no! Oh. You you are thinking along the same lines as me. Oh, I thought I had it then. Um, the rancor kid, but you're you are extremely hot because it's you. around that area. Malikali, that guy was called. And, and, the, the, like, and the if you if you if you get this, I will be. And here's just to set expectation: if you get this, I will be so shocked. I will be um, blown away. Was it it's one of the just for the bants? Was it one of the guys behind the portcullis who wouldn't let Luke Skywalker out? No, Damn. no. Good, good thinking. Because <laughs> that then led to the whole sail barge incident. Um, a rancor pit. You're you're hot, right? It's like it's in that scene. <laughs> so who's in that scene? You got Luke, Rancor, yeah. Gamorian. <laughs> yeah. It's not the Gamorrean, is it? No, it's not the no. Gamorrean. Okay, so you've eliminated that. Okay, but there is when when you you ask a question, you're like, um, you used past tense. You're like, were they at the start? Right? Were so they? they? Yeah. So they bit the dust. Yes. Somebody, a male and human, not, and not necessarily in Return of the Jedi. There we go. I'm flipping. That's a hint. <laughs> oh, 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 no. It's so, so stupid, man, honestly. Um, so it's a male human, doesn't look like one, who's at Jabba's Palace, who was around the Rancor pit, but then died after Return of the Jedi? No, before Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Han Solo. So they're dead. Oh, no, it's not Han's not dead. He's in a carbonite. Um, oh, crap. Um... Oh, my, as how soon as you good, said that, my mind went to somebody. You, how good do you know your canon? 
because I would I would accept I would I would accept something that isn't the name. Was it the Empire Strikes Back they died? Mate, you don't even see them in Empire Strikes Back. You don't see them in any other film. <laughs> you, oh, you literally you see them only in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> if you don't get it in let's have a look if you don't get it in in the next 30 seconds i'm going to give you a big hint right okay so okay. you only see them in return of the jedi however they died before that um male human near around the jabba's palace time um um i think your biggest your, the your bounty hunters who leia took the uniform from um no comment no comment Oof. i don't think that's it i think that um i think no i don't think it. that's it i don't think that's it i think you know when we just said past tense yep. yeah like were that might imply that they are dead right yes yeah what does luke use in the rancor pit <laughs> the, the corpse, the, the skull. Is it a skull? We have a winner. The <laughs> yes! skull. Bidlow Quirve is the true hero of Return of the Jedi, according to Andrew Bidlow Brown. Bidlow Quirve. Ironic. Ironic. <laughs> How do you like name? that? Yeah, that's the ridiculous thing, mate. That is the ridiculous thing, is that a skull that is thrown in Return of the Jedi has a name in the expanded universe. That is the lols. What do you reckon of that, mate? Do you, can you, oh, that probably came in like that Legends of Luke Skywalker book, which is quite a good book by Ken Liu. Um, can you imagine if you said that and the first thing I said was, I don't know, Bidlow Quave, what his name was? Can you imagine the absolute scenes? It, mate, honestly, literally, I got I I got this message like in the in the flipping middle of the day, and I was like, "What?" I was getting to the point where I was like, "Look, what is it?" Because I was getting saying, infuriated. "Like, is it salacious crumb or is it like three PO?" Because I was like, "Look, I don't know who," I, and I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of it. And he and Andrew literally, <laughs> literally, Matt, go on to Google right now and type in Bidlow Quirve. How do I spell Quirve? B-I-D-L-O. It's the first thing that comes up on Google, like um, predicted message. You just type in Bidlow and Quirve comes up afterwards. So it knows you're a Star Wars fan. And there should be a a skull that's in motion that has been thrown. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, that's the first picture. He was in a, apparently he was a Corellian pirate as well. So there we go, man. That was a legend. So according to Andrew Brown, that is the true hero of... Return of the Jedi, and you're welcome. And that is this week's kind of game. Ironic. <laughs> that was an incredibly good idea for a game, actually, because it got me thinking. Anyone out there, did anybody out there at all guess that Bidlow Quirve was our boy? If you did, you're a liar. <laughs> but tell us anyway. Yeah. There's been comics about it. That's the crazy thing. I don't think they're canon anymore, but um, crazy, man. Crazy. Bid, low, quirve. Um, yeah, I'm... Bid, low, quirve. <laughs> just, just having a little Wikipedia. The only time he's ever mentioned is in Return of the Jedi. First appearance as a skull, obviously. 
and he was first referenced in Star Wars complete locations when he was first identified. Other than that, he's nothing about him other than um, he, gets, he had his bonds thrown against a button and killed the rancor, Patissa. That's it, mate. I mean, what a way to um, what a way to be used in in you know. <laughs> yep, exactly. He avenged everyone who came before him. So, mate, quality game. A guy always feel pressure now because I've now got to somehow come up with something which is half as decent as that. So, mate, thank you very much for all the game. The bid low quirk. Yeah, I've got to swerve got the, the bid low I'm not quirk. sure that I can do. Um, so, guys. 71. Oh. We're 29 episodes Ooh. away from episode 100. The countdown begins now. Episode 71 is done and dusted, but the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone apart from Bidlokworth. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? You can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. That is our swanky website. You can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. You can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or cheeky message to our email address, sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to cons if you want to support the show further please consider checking out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions are so close matey boy so close nearly at least you know we don't copy and paste the outro um we do know they're on anchor fm spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher tune in jabba's palace everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you'll hear us there and if you love our show please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com it's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. We're on there. So drop us a review on there. If you do have a spare minute, it helps us grow. And we love hearing from you guys each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends of ours. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok. Tell. Bidlow Quirve. Yeah, thank you. Bidlow Quirve. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell your cousin the more merrier and the spicier. Swerve the Quirve. Tell him that this is the podcast you're looking for. One more time, guys. Thank you so much for voting in the British Podcast Awards. We love each and every one of you. Until next time from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bid low quirve. Bid low quirve. Bid low quirve. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Tell that to Kanja Club.